Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. I went to a church one time and, and I forgot that I was in a Baptist church and I started, do you feel God? And they looked at each other and it's like, what? What is he talking about? Is he getting Pentecostal? <laughs> and said, I said, it's okay to say amen. They're like, no, we can't do that. It's illegal. <laughs> so it's, we're in a Pentecostal church. It's okay to say amen. It's okay to get excited. It's okay to raise your hands. It's okay to shout. It's okay to clap your hands. Amen. We're not going to put you down for that. Now, if you start doing cartwheels across the floor, we might say calm down a little bit. Actually, mainly because I can't do cartwheels anymore. Amen. So we've been talking about keys. And I have here in my pocket, and I did this last week, I have here a set of keys, right? This key is to my office there in the back. Several people have been given a copy of that key when they need it. Here's a, a key to the clerk's office. I have no idea what this, no, that's my desk key for, at, at work. Uh, this is other church keys. I never did figure out what this key was for. I never did figure out what that is. That kind of bothers me. I don't know what that is. And then I have this key and this key. And I have all these keys. And the purpose of these keys is to give me access to things that are in my life that are secure. Do you know why we secure things? To keep them safe, to protect it, right? But if I've been given keys, then that means that even though those things are safe, I now have access. If I took these keys and I, and I gave them to someone, and I said, here, take these keys, and they would then have access to what I have secure. Amen? Everybody with me so far? And so the keys that we've been talking about this past few weeks, we've been talking about keys to the kingdom. Let me give you this verse, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Let's pull that up if we can. But seek what? That means that should be the primary thing that you do, okay? Seek first the kingdom of God and, what's that, and, all, and his righteousness, and then what? And what? What did I tell you the Greek word for all is? All. Okay? That means everything. All right? That means everything that we desire, everything that we need, everything that lines up with God's word, God's word, all these things shall be added to you. See, that's the great thing about God. People see God as under God, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't. No, 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 no. When you're with God, he adds to you. Amen? He adds to you. You guys, you guys remember in elementary school, you remember addition? Right? Addition is you add to, right? When I was in school, we did subtraction. I don't know what kind of common core stuff they do now. I don't understand it. But when I did subtraction, we did, if I was trying to figure out what 5 minus 3 was, I would say 5. Are you with me? Takeaway. You guys remember that? So the takeaway is the devil. Amen? How many of my old people out here with me, they remember takeaway, right? Okay, I hated subtraction because I mean I had less than what I started out with, right? 
Come on now. I had less than I started. When I go to the grocery store and they say your grocery bill is $583. That is taking away money out of my account. Now I get something for it. I get food that lasts a day for the fruit and it spoils. I was going to make a joke about Safeway, but I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> Takeaway is the devil. Amen. But what does God do? God says he adds. So if I have five and I add three to it, what do I have? Eight, right? Now, which is greater, five or eight? You guys remember the greater than or less than? Remember the alligator? You got, come on now. You guys remember the alligator? All right. If eight is here and the five is here, which way is the alligator going? This way, right? <laughs> we didn't know he was going to have math class today, Pastor. Well, get over it, okay? <laughs> because God is all about adding to you, amen? I want you to understand that. Look at your neighbor and say, add. Not take away. Man, somebody needs to get a little excited about that, right? Man, if you told me you were taking money from me, I'd be a little upset with you, right? Pastor, give me $20. No. Well, I need it. No. <laughs> I mean, I might bless you with it, but no. But what if you came up to me and said, Pastor, I just give you $20. That makes you happy, don't it? Praise God. God is, are you ready for this? I'm going to try to wake you up today, okay, because this is going to be a message we all need to understand. God wants to add to you. Again, look at your neighbor and say, add. Add. Come on, add. God wants to add to you. The things that he's given to you, the keys to the kingdom, we've talked about this. He's given you authority. He's given you access. He's given you ownership. He's given you control and power. Those are the last four things we've talked about today. We're talking about the last key. And the last key, bless God, are you ready? The last key that we have is freedom. 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 Now, maybe you don't understand freedom like I do. Because I know what it means to be bound by the cares of this world. I know what it means to be bound where I couldn't even sleep at night. My teeth were literally grinding. I know what it means to be bound by sin, bound by worry, bound by anxiety. I know what it means to be bound by all those things. But brothers and sisters, the Lord has given you freedom this morning. Amen. He has given you freedom this morning. Freedom means to be free from bondage. Freedom means to be free from bondage. You're no longer a slave. But you know like the Israelites coming out of Egypt? We're like, man, we're, we're like that as Christians. We may have been set free, but we still have a slave mentality. Oh, I remember when I was a sinner, I could go drinking and partying and all that. I remember the good old days. I remember the fun times that I had as a sinner waking up over my toilet, puking my guts out. I remember waking up in jail not knowing where I was the night before. All oh, the fun days of being a sinner, amen? Praise God. <laughs> I remember those times when they came and took my car because I couldn't make my payments because I was spending it on drugs and alcohol. 
all the fun times. But we have that mentality. We look back on the good times, not realizing that we were a slave and we were not fit for anything. Amen? But God has come, brothers and sisters, to give you freedom this morning. Amen? He has come to give you freedom this morning. But we are controlled. We are controlled and we are influenced by the trials that we face, aren't we? I love the message that Mary gave this morning opening up because I was like, man, don't preach my message, Mary. I was about ready to stand up and say, don't do it, Mary. But man, she preached a powerful word because that's us sometimes. We get stressed out, don't we? We get worried, don't we? We start looking at the waves, don't we? We start looking at things we shouldn't look at. When instead we should realize that we have freedom in the name of Jesus. See, Jesus walked around in freedom. In other words, he didn't let anything bother him. Jesus, they tried to come up him and, and they tried to kill him a few times. They tried to trap him a few times. They tried to do things to him. You know what Jesus did? He's like, whatever. That was for you young people. That's how we did it, okay? He was not vibing with them. All right, good. You guys understand. You're with me. For your older people, he wasn't doing things the way they were doing. Amen. <laughs> Speaking of four different generations here, we have to do that sometimes. Amen. But what I want to tell you, Jesus was not influenced by the people around him. Instead, he influenced the people around him. Amen. But that does not mean he did not suffer. As a matter of fact, it says this. In Matthew 8, 20, he says, And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Brothers and sisters, Jesus also said, In this world there will be trouble, but do not worry, because I have what? Overcome the world. If Jesus suffered, we know that we're going to suffer. Amen. You got to understand that you're going to go through hard times, but the hard times don't define us. Jesus defines us. Amen. When you can look at it and say, I'm ready to walk on the water, but let, we got to look at the, we start to look at the waves and we start to drown. Brothers and sisters, stop looking at the waves and looking at the waymaker. Okay. Look at the one who created the waves. Look at the one who created the world and is ready to draw you out and bring you down. Praise God Almighty. I feel him in this place today. Did you know, I read this once and I just thought it was really cool. The word do not fear. Look at your neighbor and say do not fear. Do not fear. You guys know what do not fear means? Don't fear. You know what fear is? Fear is paralyzing. Fear is paralyzing. You can't do anything. The Bible says, do not fear. Do you know how many times the Bible says do not fear? Are you ready for this? 365 times the Bible says this. Somebody tell me how many days are in a year. Ooh, a connection. That means every day, brothers and sisters, every day when there's Seven feet of snow in less than 11 days. <laughs> and there's more snow than there is house. Amen. When you're looking out your window and you're saying, dear God, if that snow plow man comes and puts a berm in my yard one more time, I will kill him. Not that I felt that way. 
I want him to go lay hands on him in the name of Jesus and explain to him some things. Amen? Praise God. Everybody's saying, we love the city. Me, not so much at that moment. <laughs> Praise God. When the guy comes by and puts all that snow in your yard, when you get a phone call from the bank and said you've got negative amount in your, in your bank, amen? When you get all this bad news, when you get a call from the doctor, it's not good news. Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that God has not changed, amen? It is time for us to realize that until we stand up and not look at the waves, amen? Not look at the waves. Stop looking at the waves. It is time to look to the one. Amen? 365. You wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, every day, do not fear. Say it with me. Do not fear. Come on, say it with me. Do not fear. Are you afraid in your heart right now over something? The Bible's got an app for that. It's called Do Not Fear, okay? Come on, say it with me. Do not fear. Somebody needs to yell it out, okay? Do not fear. Come on, I want the devil to hear the Chalicia Valley Church of God tell him that, hey, your little fear demon that you try to send to me every night and every morning, I'm going to look at him and say, in the name of Jesus, I proclaim starting to believe you. Amen? Oh, pastor, you're being dramatic. Yes, if you know me, that's right. I am dramatic. Amen? I don't apologize for that. My wife calls me a drama king. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But man, if you only knew what I go through. If you not, I'm not talking about with my wife. Don't misunderstand me, okay? That was almost a trip to Joanne's, but I saved it. I saved it right there. I saved it. Get thee behind me, Joanne's. <laughs> but if you know what I went through from the moment I wake up Sunday morning, somebody's sending me a text message, and I write back, uh, and they write back, and I write back, get over yourself. <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> praise God. You know, the devil tries to come in and he tries to ruin your world. He tries to upset you. And he will specifically send people in your life to make you afraid, okay? But I want to tell you right now, boy, you know, I love the song they sang this morning. I'm not afraid. We're more afraid of people than we are the presence of God. Amen? Listen, we need to embrace the presence of God. I am not afraid of what circumstances I face because I know that God is with me. I have freedom. Come on now. I have, say it with me, freedom. See, I have freedom in my finances. See? I give 10% of my income. Actually, you want to hear a little something? A little secret? My wife and I give more than 10%. You know why? Because we're not going to be bound by people telling us what we can and we can't give. We're not going to be limited. We're, we love God so much, we're like, here God, here's more back of what you've given me. My wife and I love this conversation. I look at her and I say, you know what? I think we need to give more. And she never argues with me. She goes, you, you know, you're right. We need to give more. 
And, and I, it's just a discussion between us. And you may think, well, I don't have the money to give, and that's between you and God. But I know God's going to take care of me and my finances because not only do I give what's required of me, but I give above and beyond what's required of me. Amen? And so therefore, God takes care of us. Amen? It's not going to happen all at once, but you're going to look back one day and you're going to realize how much God takes care of you. In Philippians 4.19, let's pull that up. Philippians 4.19, he says this. He said, I think they're having trouble. Oh, there it is. And my God shall what? Okay, you guys know what supply means, right? You know what supply means, right? Shake your head. Give me the Presbyterian nod. Okay? All right. That means I'm going to take care of it. All right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive a, I'm, I'm like Will, I'm going to drive a big old semi up to your house. Okay? Up to your apartment, up to where you live. Even if it's on the fourth floor, I'm going to drive a big old semi up to your door. And I'm going to back it up. You know, you know when a semi backs up and makes that beep, beep noise? You know, beep, beep. I'm going to back up with the beeping noise. You're going to open the door and God's going to supply all your need. Amen? He's going to supply you. See, we should be a little bit more excited about this. i got to be honest with you. Because some of you are like, I don't know where this money's coming from. I don't know what I'm going to do. Now, maybe you're not excited because maybe you're not being obedient in your giving. That could be why. But when you're obedient, even if you just start today, God supplies. He says, and my God shall supply all... Remember that Greek word? Amen? Okay, good. You're speaking Greek. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know what else God's going to take care of? I have freedom from the worry of sickness. Luke 9:11. But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God. And what's that word? He, everybody asleep out there? Hey, listen, the, the, the less you speak, the longer I'm going to go. Because i got to make sure you're awake. What's that word? What's that word? What's that word? All right, just making sure. Everybody awake. Say amen. All right, if you don't like it, say oh me. Okay, anyway, I'll really give you a chance to say oh me on purpose. And healed those who had need of healing. Amen. Now let me, let me kind of explain something to you. Because when someone dies, we get upset and we say, Lord, why didn't you heal them? Do we not understand that God did heal them? Because they're with Jesus right now. See, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to. And in the Bible, when it talks about healing, it talks about apocalyptic healing, meaning that the ultimate healing is away from this body that falls apart and decays because of sin. Now I'm in the presence of God. That is truly healing. Amen? I don't understand why God does the things that he does. I'm not God. God is sovereign. Sovereign, Amen? But let me tell you something. If I'm sick and I survive and I live, then I'm with Jesus. Amen? If I die, I'm with Jesus. What's the difference? What's the, come on now. If I'm sick, I'm with Jesus. If I die, I'm with Jesus. What's the difference? Amen? What happens to my body doesn't matter as long as my soul goes to heaven. Amen? I want to tell you this morning, brothers and sisters, I am not bound 
in fear of losing my life. I willingly lay down my life for the gospel. I willingly lay down my life for you. I willingly lay down my life for my family. I willingly lay down my life for my Savior, amen, because I know that I will be walking the streets of gold with Jesus hand in hand. I'll be there with him. He'll be with me and he'll say, Keith, I'm going to let the Panthers win the Super Bowl for you. I know I shouldn't have gone there, but it was funny. But I know God can do things, amen? I know God can do things. You know what else he gives me? The freedom from, are you ready? The freedom from stress. Do you realize the effects that stress can have on your body? Do you realize that your stomach can literally develop an ulcer? You know what an ulcer is? An ulcer is a hole. A hole in your stomach. Does that sound good? No. It changes your life. Amen. And I believe once you get an ulcer, you can't ever undo that. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I remember. The doctor has warned me. He says, you need to start living right or you're going to die. Or get messed up or something. Stress will do that to you. Stress can give you a heart attack. Come on. Stress can do a lot of things to your body. And Here's, here's what upsets me, and I, listen, before I say this, I want you to understand that I've dealt with this too. All of us deal with it. You know who the worst people that display their stress? Us, Christians. Even this morning, I was frustrated. Even this morning, I was irritated. I was exhibiting stress. Man, we do that. But I have the freedom from that. This is what he says to you in Matthew 6.25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. This is Matthew 6, 25. He says, do not worry about your life. Anybody in this room not worry about anything? Yeah, that's what I thought. We all worry, don't we? We all worry about our jobs. We worry about our finances. Jesus didn't worry about anything. You ever notice that? There was never a scripture where they said, and Jesus sat in the, in the corner worried about what to do. No. Jesus knew what was happening. He knew, it, more importantly, guys, he knew who was in control. Come on. Can I say that again? Because I'm not sure that got out. Jesus didn't worry because he knew who was in control. See, I'll tell you, if I was in control, I'd worry. <laughs> I'd worry because I'm all over the place sometimes, aren't you? Anybody else want to admit that? They're all over the place sometimes. My wife looks at me sometimes, she goes, you just need to calm down. Right? Now, she can say that to me, but not vice versa. She says, you just, no, there it goes, Joanne's. <laughs> You just need to calm down, right? But like, I don't want to calm down. Don't you see what's going on? And her response to me just humbles me. She goes, yeah, but so does God. Whew. Some of you are stressing about stuff that you don't need to be stressing about. Is God still God? Does he still care about you? Then what, why are you worried about it? Jesus didn't worry about stuff. Now listen, I'm preaching to me too, just in case you're wondering, okay? 
These, these are not steel-toed shoes that I have on. These, I'm coming out here, and it's hitting me like it is you, okay? I don't like what I'm saying about me, all right? I'm repenting as I'm preaching. Dear God, this is me. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do this. And I'm like, ah, you guys need to do this. And I'm doing it too, all right? I want to tell you it's hard, but we stress about stuff. And God's saying, I got this. We're like that person who's trying to open a jar of jelly. You know what I'm talking about? You're straining. I can't get it. I can't get it. I can't get it. And then somebody comes along and just goes, it's open. For a long time, I was the official jelly opener in our house. I didn't do a lot in the house, but that was my job. All right? I would, when I would come to dinner, things would just be handed to me. And I'd be mm, 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 like that. Just pure power. Pure power. And every time I did it, I'd go, rrr, rrr, rrr. And then look at my wife and said, there you go, baby. <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week, I don't know what happened. It wouldn't open. <laughs> I was like, Ugh! and I was trying to hide it. <laughs> my wife said, you done yet? Almost. <laughs> my son comes along. Here, Dad. I hated him for that. But isn't that a lot like us as we struggle with things that are too hard for us? And we struggle and we struggle and we get frustrated and maybe we even say bad words because we're frustrated. And we're like, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. God, you do it. He comes in, it's done. Why do we struggle with stuff, amen? Give God the jelly jar and let him take care of it, amen? So you can have your jelly on your toes, amen? Let God take care of your problems today. Man, now I want some jelly toast. He says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. Thank God for that. Amen. What you will put on is life, not, is life more, let me say it again, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Amen. Man, sometimes we get so frustrated with God because we just wonder where he's at. We wonder, God, where are you? You've abandoned me. My kids hate it when I tell stories about them, so here's another one. When Julie was learning to ride the bike, she had a little bit more difficulty than Hunter. I don't know why. Just, this is just how it was. So with Hunter, I just put him on the bike, and I just rolled him, and he was like, he was gone. He's like, see you, Dad. But with Julie, she required a little bit more attention. So... I was having to run along beside her <laughs> to get her to do her bike. And after about 10 feet, I'm like, I'm dead. This is when she was really young. I think she was about six years old. And so she took off on her bike. Mom was watching. She took off on her bike, and I thought, I'm just going to let her go a little bit, see how she does. She took off on her bike, and when she saw that I wasn't with her, she rolled over into a big bush, scrapes, all that. I dealt with upset daughter. I dealt with upset wife. My daughter's hurt. What have you done? Of course, you know what a dad does. What do we say, dads? Dust it off. You're good, right? She's bleeding from her mouth, but you're good. You're fine. Come on, get up and do it again. Put some dirt on it. You're good. 
All the while saying, dear God, don't let there be broken bones. <laughs> she got back up on the bike. Pushed her again. She started pedaling, pedaling fiercely. I said, slow down a little bit. You're going too fast. I was there with her, right? And I said, she goes, are you with me, Dad? And I'm with, I said, I'm with you. But here's the thing. If she was going to learn to ride the bike, could I always run beside her? I'm too fat for that. That was never going to happen. All right? I was already puking because I was running too much. I let go of the bike. She goes, Dad, are you with me? I said, you got it. Dad, are you with me? You got it. And all of a sudden, boy, she was running around that, uh, that uh, little cul-de-sac we were at in Georgia. And she was, she was bicycling. And she came by. She was big old grin. She goes, I did it, Dad. Now, leave me alone. <laughs> And I tell you that story because sometimes, brothers and sisters, God steps back a little bit because he wants you to grow. He wants you to grow, amen. He wants you to know that he's still there. He hasn't left you. But as a dad for me, that was very tough because I had to watch my young girl realize not that she didn't need me, but she was a little independent of me. And not that we're independent of God, but God wants to show and demonstrate that we can operate in this world. Amen? He loves us and he wants us to grow. He wants us to do things. He has not distanced himself from us. He just wants us to go. Amen? And I want you to understand, brothers and sisters, he has given us freedom this morning. Look at your neighbor again and say, freedom. Yeah. See, you know how Jesus operated? i got to hurry. In Mark 4, we read about a story of how Jesus and the disciples were crossing a body of water when a storm suddenly appeared. And as they're, as they're in this body of water, as they're crossing it and this storm appears and things, the waves are happening, the disciples started to get afraid. Now, I want you to understand something. These disciples were fishermen. They lived on their water their whole life. And they were afraid. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? You know what discourages me? Now, I want you to listen to when I say this, okay? When I see seasoned and experienced Christians get fearful and act like they don't know what's going to happen. When I see seasoned and experienced Christians not being the ones to look at everybody and say, calm down, it's going to be okay. When I see seasoned and experienced Christians Leading the way in fear, leading the way in all these things that are being said, and the sky is falling, the sky is falling, I don't know what I'm going to do, instead of looking at everybody and says, listen, I've been here before, God has always answered my prayer, God's going to take care of this. We need some brothers and sisters in this church to be the, the grown-ups, so to speak, and look at everybody and say, hey, I know what you're going through, 
I went through that too, and God says it's going to be okay. I want you to know that God's got this. I want you to know that God's going to be in charge of this, and it's okay. Amen? We need to become mature Christians. Amen? When people you look at get frustrated, and we're all going to get frustrated, but when people you look at disappoint you for the way they react to situations, we need to be mature, brothers and sisters. People at your work, they're looking at you as a believer. We need to be mature. I understand. We all mess up. We all do things we shouldn't do. But somehow we've got to get to the point where we don't let things around us upset us. We look at a situation and say, last time I checked, God was still in charge, and I'm going to trust that. Amen? I am going to believe in that. Because, see, Jesus, oh, praise God, when he was in the boat, he was asleep. But they, you know what happened? Jesus woke up. Amen, Pastor. Ooh. I'm really feeling it today, Pastor. Ooh. Let's try that again. Are you ready? Pastor, why do you do that? Why do you want us to get excited? Listen, if we were at gold medal... You guys have already been horse by now. Don't, don't tell me we don't, we don't get excited about stuff, because I've seen you a gold medal, okay? Even when the other team scores, you're like, ah, you know? Even if you disagree with it, you say something. Don't just sit there like a knot on a log and tell me you're going to get excited, because I'm going to go to gold medal in a couple months, and I'm going to call you a liar. Amen? We need to get excited about something eternal. Amen? Uh, we need to get excited about something eternal. God is eternal, amen? And I want to say to you this morning, Jesus woke up. You know what that woke up means? And I know there's a physical waking up where he aroused out of his sleep. But sometimes we need to awaken the Spirit of God within us. Amen? The Spirit of God sometimes goes to sleep within us because we're not using it the way that we should. We're not reading our Bible the way that we should. We're not worshiping God the way that we should. We're not praying the way that we should. We're not telling others about God the way that we should. Sometimes the trials that we're going through are meant to say, wake up! We're going to have a breakthrough if it kills me. All right? We're going to have a breakthrough. Amen? Wake up! Wake up! Man, I've said this before. Nobody remembers going to sleep, do you? But you remember waking up to that God-awful alarm, don't you? You know that piercing sound in your... Now, some of you, that piercing sound is a two-year-old. All right? But as there's a piercing sound that wakes you up, it is time for the church to wake up. To wake up. To wake up and realize that you don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to walk in sorrow. You don't have to walk in pain. You can walk in freedom this morning. Amen. Verse 39 in chapter 4, he says, Then he arose and rebuked the wind. You know what that means? He rebuked the wind. He looked at the wind and says, you need to calm down. Amen? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Remember that wind that was a couple days ago? Can you imagine going out to that wind and say, all right, now that's enough. We can't even do that to our own kids, much less the wind. I remember our kids were three and four. I walk in there and say, okay, that's enough. And they look at me like, you're not mom. What are you doing? 
we're not listening to you. Bring mom in here. We'll listen to her. He rebuked the wind, amen. He told the wind, you need to stop. And then he told the sea, he goes, you need to calm down. <laughs> Man, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. He said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great, oh, praise God. Come on now. Come on now. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through. Man, you're freaking out. I pronounce peace upon you. And there was a great, man, some of you don't even know what this word means. Calm. Calm. You know what calm means? I'm going to give it to you in the Greek. You know what it means? It means calm. All right? It means relax. Okay? It means stop stressing. It means stop yelling at people for no reason. Some people need to be yelled at for a reason, okay? I will say that, all right? But calm down, amen? Wow, my toes are hurting. I'm preaching to me too. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? Man, if there's not a message for the church today, I don't know what is. Why are you so fearful? Why are you fearful? Come on. Is God God or isn't he? Man, my toes hurt. How is it that you have no faith? Ow. Anybody else feeling that besides me? What would happen if God's people just had faith? What, what would happen... If we came in and we stopped talking about our problems, we started talking about what God's going to do. What, what would happen if we just proclaimed it? Even though God, even though it didn't work out the way that we wanted, we know that God's in control and he's going to take care of it. What if we just, the problems keep throwing on us, throwing on us, and we got our, our shield of what? Shield of faith? Problem comes, boom, out of the way. Another problem comes, boom, out of the way. Another problem comes, boom, out of the way. Take your monk. Come on, take up your shield of faith. I want to see it. Come on. All right, everybody's got to participate. Come on. Come on, let me see your shield of faith. There you go. All right. Some of you are like, I ain't doing that. All right, well, that's fine. That's fine. Be stubborn. That's cool. That's a trait of the Holy Spirit. All right. Hold your shield of faith. Problem comes, boom, get it out of the way. Listen, stop. <laughs> Some of you hit people, and I didn't stay to do that. All right. I didn't, Helen's like, mm, I felt that one. <laughs> Listen, if that's what it takes, hit Randy all day long. I don't care. Listen, you got to start realizing that God gave you this tool. Use it. Amen. Oh, I, this is going wrong in my life. That's okay. I have faith in God. He's going to work it out. Maybe not the way that I wanted to. See, the reason why we don't have faith is because God doesn't do things the way that we want. Oh, my goodness. My toes really hurt now. But can, we, can we start worrying about what we want and realize what God wants? Maybe two different things. And that God's ways are better. Amen. God's ways are better. Amen. Amen, Pastor. Woo. <laughs> Praise God. There's going to come a point we're going to be Pentecostal. I'm not sure when it's coming, but when it comes, man, you watch out. Jesus knew 
that he had a purpose to fill, and this was not his time yet. Brothers and sisters, the reason why he wasn't worried about dying on the boat is he knew that God had called him to do something, and it wasn't that. Ooh. Man, some of you are so worried about things that are going on in your life, and you don't realize that God's called you to something greater, and you're worried about something that's going to keep you from that when he's God? This is just part of life. You're going to rise above this. You need to walk in your authority as my music team comes forward, please. You need to walk in your authority. You need to walk in knowing that nothing will keep you from achieving what God has for you except for your faith. Can I say that again? Walk in knowing that nothing will keep you from achieving what God has for you except for your faith. Nick, write that down for the Facebook. I want that on there, okay? Nothing will keep you from achieving what God has for you. Let me ask you a question this morning. Do you want to receive from the Lord? Do you want to receive freedom? Do you want to receive what God has for you? Do you see the things that you're going through is purely for the purposes of keeping you from achieving that? Do you believe that this morning? Come on, do you believe that this morning? 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 Come on, church. Do you believe that this morning? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand with me, please. We're going to try to do this. I don't know how it's going to go. That's what we're doing in different circumstances. Some people don't want to do what we do. But Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.